Welcome into episode number four. I believe we're at here for the Bonaventure Roundup with Coach Raz. Hello, everyone. I'm Tom Sipe, alongside St. Bonaventure baseball head coach Jason Rathbun, better known as Coach Raz. And Coach, a tough weekend for you guys down in Gardner Webb last weekend, but I appreciate you taking the time and talking about the first month of the year so far. Yeah, no. Listen, you gotta you gotta be here to answer the call, right? It's part of the part of the gig, but. Yeah, it was a it was a tough weekend for us. Um, you know, I think that after the first two weekends, there was a lot of signs of encouragement and things that made you feel good about the possibility of getting better and playing better in the future. Um, unfortunately, for some reason, we just took about twenty steps backwards this weekend. Um, so we're back to the you know we're back to grinding, working, getting our practice time in. We have a little bit longer of a turnaround. Um, you know, last week it was like 48 hours. We were back on a bus headed out. So a little more time to recover this week and kind of lick our wounds and regroup and, and get ready for this weekend. Yeah, so like I mentioned, it was, it was a tough weekend in terms of results. Um, but just what were some of your major takeaways um, from your team on the field this weekend? Honestly, there wasn't a lot of bright spots. I think that's what makes it tough, right? Like, the weekends before you you'd find moments where you were like this is a great moment for us or this was really positive i was really happy about this honestly there just wasn't a lot of that this weekend um you know we just kind of we condensed the schedule because of some weather coming in we played two double headers back to back friday saturday and and honestly just we just weren't there we weren't ourselves for sure um so hopefully we can you know use it as a learning moment and and find a way to get better from it. And I think we did, you know, we had, we have some notes on guys, things we want them to work on this week. So just back to the drawing board. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned how maybe your team, you know, a little bit uncharacteristically, um, you know, wasn't really performing well too offensively. The first two series, personally, I thought you guys hit the ball pretty well, but this weekend only three runs for you guys. Um, what did you see from your team in the plate? Was there maybe an approach difference was just, they're just flat-out struggles. What maybe happened uh, at the plate for you guys this weekend? So we we identified what we wanted to do, and we kept reiterating what we had to do. It just wasn't happening. <laughs> you know, like we found success when we went to right field. We just didn't go to right field very much, and we found ourselves kind of rolling over baseballs and grounding out at a at a really high rate you know and even in big moments we just we just couldn't get the ball up in the air the other way and when you've got guys throwing that are hard slider down live away fastball guys and especially when you start getting into some lefties you gotta be able to make some adjustments to the plate and you know, for whatever reason, we just we struggled to make adjustments this weekend. And then next weekend, when you go down to Maryland, just for your team offensively, you know, to improve a little bit better, do you just continue to stay a little bit more consistent in those adjustments? Or at least is that what you're hoping for for your team? Or what do you have to do to be better next weekend? Well, we got to execute the plan. You know, the plan changes week to week based off who we're facing. And, and a big part of that is our analytic group. You know, when when, when they're putting together these scouting reports – we're looking at the weaknesses and checking out the pitchers and trying to find the we- you know the way we want to attack each team each weekend so you know we're not done with our research yet you know they're still finalizing their their reports for us um 
but that's that's kind of where it starts. So once we get that data and we evaluate it and look at some film on synergy and start to break down some swings and things like that, that's when we'll execute our game plan for the team. You know, and like I said, we did the same thing last weekend, but for whatever reason, we just we struggled to do that. Yeah, I do want to talk about that analytical group that you just mentioned. Uh, but first, just want to wrap up the talk on last weekend. And I thought it was interesting at the beginning of the season, right? You said when you gave the lineup and the rotation, that's not going to be the same lineup and rotation that you see in conference play. And maybe we've already seen some changes, especially defensively. Just how important is it for your group to be versatile defensively, whether it's in the outfield or the infield? Because um, we've already seen some changes in the first few series. I think we're just trying to play out all of our possibilities, right? So we want to, as we've said before, the goal of this team is to make the A-10 tournament. And that part of the season hasn't started yet. So this is the time of year where we have to try out different things. We know our team can play a really good shortstop for us, but what happens if our team gets hurt? Like, mm -hmm. do we have that answer you know, and we, so we tried Putney there a little bit this past weekend to see if he could handle it, and he did a good job. Um, you know, I don't know if his body can necessarily handle that wear and tear, so, but at least gives us an answer in a short-term situation. Um, we've been playing without Kyle. You know, Kyle's somebody that we thought was really important to our infield defense, and we've, you know, we've tried to rotate a bunch of people out at second base and just really haven't found the answer there yet. Um, you know, so we'll get Kyle back. You know, it's, it's not a season-ending thing. We just need that wrist to heal up a little bit. And, you know, we will ha hopefully have him back right around conference time. So, you know, we, we're just trying people in different situations to see what they can do and to create opportunities because we want our hitters to grab a hold of those opportunities. We want them to go – we want them to pull a Danny Mannion, you know, mm -hmm. like – we want them to have that day where it's like, okay, now I have to play you the next two, three games because you're obviously have the ability to do that. And we need you to do that more. Um, but this weekend we just, we really didn't have anybody taking advantage of those opportunities. And there was nobody that really made me play them back to back. So it was like, all right, this lineup got shut out. Let's try a different lineup. You know, I mean, we just we're gonna keep trying until we find answers. And there's not a lot of a lot of those questions still have to be answered. So we we've got to try people in different spots and be creative just to see how it will shake out when it gets time for VCU in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then you know, similarly on the other side of things, pitching, and that's been the theme of our conversations the last few weeks. But just what were some of your takeaways uh, from your team on the mound and? Um, were there any improvements that you saw from uh, New Mexico to this past weekend? Yeah, so was really happy with our bullpen. I thought they did a good job coming in for one inning stints and putting up a zero. Um, you know, Gabe Watts had a flash there where we, you know, for two innings we thought, okay, it, he has arrived. And I think we really have to be patient with Gabe because you see the type of stuff that he has and the depth that his pitches have and the toughness that he has out there, his body, he's a big-bodied kid. I think there's a real chance for him to be something special at some point. Unfortunately, you know, it's just not a total package yet. But, man, you saw flashes, you know, and you've seen flashes. And, 
He's just got to kind of get over that hump. You know, he made one bad pitch, cost him a three-run homer, and instead of kind of getting past that and moving on to the next pitch, it, you know, I think that kind of affected him the next inning. And, you know, you go back out there and, you know, and it kind of got away from him. So, but, you know, you saw for about seven, eight outs that it was like, okay, <laughs> you know, there it is. This is the kid that we're waiting on. So I think he's getting close um, for sure. I thought Tripp did a good job out of the bullpen again. It was his third good outing. Um, you know, so it's that's somebody that we're definitely encouraged with. Oak, again, went out and, and, and put up uh, the ability to throw strikes. I think his, you know, if you look at his numbers last year, in comparison to what he's doing now, we're really happy with his growth as far as pounding the strike zone. I think he's six or seven strikeouts, no walks, where last year walks were a big issue for him. So mm -hmm. you're seeing the maturity of him. That's fun. And Liam's always competing for us. You know, even if he doesn't have his best stuff out there, the kid battles. And, again, just the way this weekend worked, you know, we, we beg our t pitchers to throw strikes so our defense can do their thing. Liam gets a start, goes out there and throws strikes, and we don't play good defense. You know, it's just, it was just one of those weekends. But I think we're starting to see some signs of some guys starting to kind of take that next step. But we did get a, you know, we took a hit this weekend too because Ryan Klementowski, somebody that we're very, very high on, uh, we found out that he's got a tear. So surgery upcoming for him. So we, we lose him. And, you know, unfortunately, he was probably our best velo guy. You know, we had him. 91, 92, and somebody that is a tough, tough kid on the mound and competes. So losing him is a big, big blow to our rotation for sure. Um, but you know, we just got to have other guys step up and again create more opportunities. Yeah, most definitely. And moving on from this past weekend, I know you touched on it earlier. I wanted to talk about you know the analytical group that you have, those data analysts. Uh, can you just talk about what that process is, maybe for a lot of the people that don't know? Yeah. So. You know, it's something that I'm familiar with, sp specifically from the Cape. Um, we didn't really do it too much in junior college because the turnaround is just too quick. Mm -hmm. In junior college, you, you might have a kid there for one year, and not the budgets don't necessarily allow for all the schools to have Synergy, which is kind of your core base of our analytical program. Synergy is a system that breaks down each individual game per, per pitch for the hitter and the pitcher. So, you know, you're able to kind of sort through that system and create different, um, you know, formulas and things like that that you're looking for. Strike swinging, what does this batter do in a 2-0 count, or what does this pitcher do in a 2-0 count, percentages, fastball, you know, like just a lot of lot of data. And the the operation of this team that we've built is to kind of take that data put it into a spreadsheet that we have pre-created of the different stats that we're looking for and then developing, you know, the formula for that to print out individual scouting reports. It's a, you know, once you get it set up, it flows a little easier. And I give a lot of credit to specifically BJ and Cody because they, you know, they're kind of the head of their groups. Cody's been taking the charge of the hitters scouting reports and then BJ's been taking charge of the pitching scouting reports so you know those two kind of head up the groups and then we've got uh, I think about eight students that are on 
the analytical team. Um, Teddy Bishop is the only one that's a player too, because that's kind of his background, his major. So he wanted to kind of be a part of it, but the rest of them are just students here on campus that, you know, I think once we're playing at home, you'll see them around a little bit more, but they're behind the scenes and, and grinding for us and, and help creating these scouting reports. So we have also have a faculty member, um, Dr. Ryan Pinero, who's a great guy, uh, new on campus, young, um, and he has a lot of history with his teaching and analytics. So it's been great to have him on board as well, help get this kind of off the ground. Scott Eddy, obviously our our stats guy, our our sports information has been helping out as well. So we have a we have a really solid team that's kind of built this, and you know hopefully going forward we get a little better at it but we've got a twitter page mm-hmm. i know i think you mentioned it last yes week. yeah so you mentioned it last week and that's you know just starting to get dad out there and things like that and again i think once we get home we'll be able to get more stuff out there but it's it's definitely a positive for the program yeah most definitely and you talk about you know the entire team that you have that again includes a professor and crew includes a a player but again, just those regular students, right? I know you have a student manager, Vinny Leibel, um, you know, along with you, but for the entire data analyst group that are just regular students, how important is it for you to have, you know, people who are not in your program kind of help you guys out as you try to build this program, not only in this school, but as a whole? No doubt. I mean, I think it's a big part, right? You want you want the student body to be involved more with your program. So being able to create about, you know, and listen, everybody thinks that they're going to play in the major leagues when they're in Little League, right? Like that's everybody's thought. And, you know, most kids in high school think they're going to play college baseball. But the, the reality of it is that that doesn't happen. So if you can create opportunities, cause there's some really passionate kids that love baseball, but maybe just aren't talented enough to play, but want to be around division one sports. Um, you know, that's, we want to be able to create an opportunity for those kids because they help um, just as much as journalism and sports broadcasting and stuff, like as much as your help, you know, having this sit down with you once a week is another piece, right? It's a piece of us kind of building this program and, getting more people involved and excited and feeling that they're a part of something. So, you know, I think it's very, very important to us and, and we're very thankful for their help and it's going well. Yeah. I was going to say, I think the more that you were answering that question, I think that you're explaining me. I mean, listen, coach, it wasn't too bad in high school if you need you know, a few extra ABs, but uh, no, most definitely. I think it's, it's a good thing, you know, that you know, there's a lot of student engagement with the program. Um, something I like to see as a current student. Uh, so it's it's definitely a good thing. But, you know, with the work that they're doing, um, obviously it helps a lot with your preparation, like you mentioned. Just how important is that preparation for you and your team, um, you know, ahead of each series, just to have that information? How much is a benefit is it for you guys? Well, I, for me, it's unbelievably big because, you know, I'm I'm in – my hotel room the night before watching video, looking at our data, trying to develop a pitching plan of how we're going to attack hitters in the same sense, we're trying to develop a hitting plan to try to attack their pitchers. So I think that early on, you know, 
except for this past weekend. I think it's been a big part of us coming out strong. Like we've come out of the gates pretty well. We've swung the bats pretty well. We've, you know, done pretty well early. It's just kind of got to wait from us later. And, you know, part of that is talent. You know, obviously we're, we're trying to build something here and, you know, we've got 20, 21 freshmen and sophomores on this team. So, you know, with, I think 10, 10 or 11 seniors. So there's not a lot of juniors and there's a lot of seniors that, you know, are riding this, this ship out, you know, but you know, they're battling for me too. Like I'm, I'm happy with the way the older guys have kind of made some adjustments and, and they're working hard out there. But we're, the fact of the matter is we're just young and the more we can keep teaching and learning and giving them data and creating game plans, the more prepared they're going to be in the future. And we want them to keep exploring their own knowledge, right? Like nothing better than when we're doing scouting reports and somebody like Liam, who you wouldn't think would dig into it is like, Hey coach, did you notice that this kid doesn't do this, this you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, perfect. Like, that's what we want. We want you guys to dig in too and, and try to find some things that you find are interesting, especially as a pitcher. Like if you're noticing something that you feel like you can exploit, it just gives everybody more confidence and feeling prepared. I mean, I can't imagine going into a game and in like basketball or football and not having a scouting report, you know, like what are your chances? So, you know, it's really important. It's, it's kind of like having a, I, I joke because the pitch clock is obviously a thing in this year. Uh, I, I keep telling the umpires of like, guys, can you imagine in basketball having a shot clock that nobody could see? Yeah, <laughs> Like that's what we're yeah. dealing with right now. Right. You know, it's, it's insanity. Like we, <laughs> and when we have had the pitch clock displayed, it started different, like every batter. So there's no consistency as far as like when it actually starts and when your 10 seconds is up for the hitter. And, you know, it's, it's, that's <laughs> definitely a work in progress. That's frustrated me earlier this year. Uh, but the only reference I can say to that is like, can you imagine? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Not having a shot clock visible in basketball. Like, all right, five four three you didn't shoot bro let's see the buzzer went off you know in yeah, my, yeah. on my belt that's what they t- the buzzer went off on my belt coach uh, okay like we knew that <laughs> so um but it's been you know like i said it's been it's it the analytics team and and everything you know having you everything's kind of work i think i still believe in what we're building i still believe in the foundation that we're setting and and we're going to get there, man. It's just going to take some time. Yeah, most definitely. And and before we wrap up, I just want to move on real quick to touch on your next series at Mount St. Mary's. Um, you know, I know you might not have all the data yet, but you know, what's the outlook on them um, before this weekend? Comes well, up? I think they're kind of where we want to get to, right? They're a program that hired a new coach, has had a couple years to recruit now, and now they're, you know, I think they're over 500 or at 500 right now. So they've won some games. Um, you know, they're building, they, they've, they've got better pitching than they've had in the past. You know, they've got some guys can, can run it up there. So, you know, I think we're, we've got our work cut out for us. I, you know, hopefully we show up and compete a little bit better this week and can find a way in the win column. Cause I'd like to get some momentum going before we head to VCU and, you know, Mount St. Mary's this weekend, 
Merrimack next weekend. I mean, those are those are games I think that we should be competitive in. So we want to play some good competitive baseball these next two weekends and uh, try to get some momentum going into that VCU series. Yeah, and then the last question I got for you, you know, for St. Bonaventure to take the series in Maryland this weekend, your team needs to do what? Play a complete game, right? We got to play complete games. Um, we can't play well for just parts of games. We've got to put it together, compete inning to inning. I think that's in the one win that we had, we put multiple innings together where we we played very, very well and, and played a complete game. We just haven't. And that was the first, that was the one and only time where the pitching plan worked out too, you know, where we, we used Oak, we used Liam and got our, got our win out of the bullpen. Um, I think Gabe Watts started that game too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there, that game is what we're looking for. We're looking for a solid start. Somebody can go get us five innings, hopefully, and have us in the lead where we can get it to Oak or Liam and and kind of finish it off while while putting multiple runs on the board and multiple innings and playing good defense. That's we gotta play complete games and we've gotta be aggressive and be able to make our adjustments. But if we do those things, I think, you know, we should compete and hopefully have a better result this weekend. Coach, as always, I appreciate taking the time. I know it's an easier travel time for you this week so have a safe travels and good luck this weekend i appreciate it my man 88.3 the buzz